Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church for our Christmas Eve service. I just want to welcome you here. The only thing I want to ask you right now is, if does everybody have a candle? If you don't have a candle, I'm going to have some handsome young men bring you some candles around. No, everybody has a candle? Good. All right, guys, so I'm going to pray and get us started. I just welcome you tonight as we celebrate the birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, Lord. I'm so grateful to be here tonight with my church family, Lord, as we uh, celebrate what happened so many years ago in a manger in a small town, Lord. A king was born, and we didn't know what to expect. Didn't think we were, didn't, didn't know what they were getting, but we got a, a, a baby turn into a savior to save the save the whole world lord i'm so grateful and thankful for that thankful for the opportunity to be with my family tonight and i just pray that as we worship you tonight lord that our hearts turn toward you and we can take time away from the busyness that is this time of year and just really focus on what you might want us to hear tonight lord all this I ask in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are here tonight to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, let us stand and sing happy birthday to Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. And we're going to sing that one more time. Let's sing it from our hearts. No one's listening to you sing. Let's just sing to Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Thank you. Tonight, we will finally light our center candle. But before we do, let us relight our candle of hope. Our candle of peace. Our candle of joy. And our candle of love. And now we will light the center candle known as the Christ candle. This candle is in the center of the wreath to remind us that the whole Christmas celebration, the Christmas story, revolves around the birth of Jesus. This candle is white to represent purity, and the light from this candle reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world. The gift of Christ's coming makes the other gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love possible for each of us. May we never take these gifts for granted. 
Rather, let us share these gifts from God, making Christmas what it ought to be, a time of love. Let us pray. Oh, our Heavenly Father, we do welcome Christmas with excitement. We, as Christians, know what Christmas is all about. and We celebrate. We thank you for the gift of your Son. We know he is the light of the world. He is our Savior. May the light of Christ, just his presence burn in us so brightly that our hearts bring the message of you and your love to every family, every person, every community, and even our nation. For it is in his name, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. And as we celebrate his birth, let us stand and sing the first verse of Joy to the World. Tonight is our, our last night of taking up our offering for foreign missions. And the name of this offering is Lottie Moon, named after a lady, Charlotte Moon. Um, our WMU, uh, have, we head this off every year. Our goal was $5,000. And Jim, Kinder, do you know how much we have as of right now in our Lottie Moon? We have exceeded our goal, but we still want to give. Just because we reach our goal, we do not want to stop because every penny of this money goes to support our foreign missionaries. So as we sing two verses of Away in a Manger, we're going to ask if you would still like to contribute to this Lottie Moon offering that you bring it up and just drop it in the manger. So would you stand as we sing the first and third verses of Away in a Manger and please bring your offering on up. Father, we thank you for those that have given this gift. I pray that you bless them, 
But Lord, please bless this gift so that it can reach as many missionaries across, oh, across this world as possible so that the beautiful story of you can be shared. For it is your name that we pray. Amen.
Thank you, Ensemble. That was, that was great. I appreciate it. As you can see by the screen, the title of the message, and it's going to be a, a fairly short one, but is the shepherd's example. And we're going to look a little bit closer, and I'm going to make some point out some things about the shepherds because even though it may not be this very night, but what this night represents is the coming of the Messiah. And the declaration to those lowly shepherds of God's love, the fact that God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. That's what those shepherds were hearing the angels declare. So if you had turned to Luke chapter 2, we're going to look at uh, verses 8 through 20. And as you get there, if you will stand in honor of the reading of God's Word, if you're able. But Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And it says, And in the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terribly frightened. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, 
glory to God in the highest and on peace among men with whom He is pleased. And it came about when the angels had gone away from them unto heaven that the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in haste and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at these things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank You for what we have recorded here about the birth of Christ and about the announcement of the angels to the shepherds. I thank You for the shepherds' response to what they were told. And dear Lord, I thank You for the coming of the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bless this time that we have together, and it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The Israelites had been waiting for the coming of the Messiah for a thousand years. Chad said earlier in his prayer, they didn't know what to expect. They didn't know what they were going to get. But at this time in the situation that they were in, they literally were expecting a Messiah that would ride in on a white horse with a sword swinging and drive Rome out of Israel. That's what they were looking for. That's what they were expecting. <clears throat> but instead, what they got was a baby whose parents didn't even have a place to have him. They weren't at home. They were in Bethlehem, brought there by the Roman government declaring a census. Brought there to be counted for the purpose of being taxed. But it was a fulfillment of God's plan. And unlike any other king born in, throughout history, there was no fanfare. There was no parades. There was no ringing of bells. But what this king, the king of kings, what he got was so much more glorious. Because even though man did not recognize the birth of Christ, The angels did. Now let's look at this. <coughs> Excuse me. The humble shepherds, these humble shepherds that were out in the field, they were living out there and staying out there with their animals in the middle of the field. They were dirty, they were smelly. 
They were not people that, that the majority of people wanted to be around until they got cleaned up. But these lowly shepherds became very excited. You look at what it says. It says that the angel appeared standing in the midst of them. Now, I have shared this many times. Angels were not the cute little rose-cheeked cherubs that we see. We're not talking about Cupid and his little pretty wings and flying around. That's not what the angels were. Let's face it, people. These angels are warriors for God. They are spiritual warriors. They are God's messengers. That is why throughout the Old Testament, anytime an angel showed up, people were scared. You look at the response in the Old Testament. Anytime somebody came in contact with an angel, they went face down on the ground. They humbled themselves before that angel because they were looking at a warrior for God. The Bible tells us in the New Testament that there is spiritual warfare going around us all the time. Who is fighting that spiritual warfare? God's warriors are fighting against the principalities and powers of this earth to defend us and protect us in the name of God Almighty. These are the angels. So when the, that angel showed up in the midst of those shepherds, the Bible says that they were terrified. And rightly so. But this angel was not there to battle. This angel was there to declare the birth of the Messiah. Emmanuel, God with us. So these shepherds, once they overcame, because the shepherd, the first words out of his mouth were what? Don't be afraid because I bring you great tidings of good news and great joy. When they heard the message from the angel, they went from being humble and scared to being excited because all of a the sudden, the, there were a multitude of angels all around and they were singing the glory of God and they were announcing the birth of the Savior. And that got them excited. I'm going to tell you, I don't know if these shepherds were Pentecostal or Baptist. Because I know how excited Pentecostal people can get. But I know how excited Baptists can get too sometimes. Especially when they let the Holy Spirit move. And I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit was moving because Jesus was born. So these shepherds go from being scared and humble to being excited. And it elicited a response from them. You notice when the angels left, when they were gone, they didn't just say, well, that's great. Cool. Go to sleep. They didn't say that. What did they say? What did they do? When they heard this announcement by the angels, they got up and went looking for Jesus. Let's go find the one that they just told us about. Let's go see this thing that we've heard. 
They went and purposely sought out the Messiah that they had just heard about. They ran to meet Jesus. And it says that when they found Him, they were in awe. And as they were going, did they keep it to themselves? This is where I think sometimes they weren't Baptists because we tend not to want to share too much. Sometimes. They told anybody and everybody that would listen. They ran to meet Jesus and told everybody along the way. And then when they got there, they told Mary and Joseph and anybody else that could hear them exactly what the, what the angels had told them. They told everybody about Jesus and about the birth of the Messiah that, they, that the angels told them about. Now here's my question to you. We are all here tonight because of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We are here tonight because we are celebrating the birth of our Savior. But my question is this. Are we like the shepherds? Are we excited about the birth of our Savior? You know we cannot celebrate what happened on the cross and in that empty tomb without first celebrating the fact that God loved us so much that He sent His Son in the first place. Are we excited about that? Do we tell anybody and everybody that, we listen, that will listen to us? Does the fact that we know Jesus Christ personally and we know Him, does it elicit a response from us that gets us off of our rear ends and gets us going out doing things? Are we like the shepherds? When we meet Him, do we tell other people? We need to follow the example of the shepherds. Because Christmas is about the birth of our Savior. You guys realize that that babe that was born in the manger was born for one purpose. He was born to be the perfect sacrifice. The holy and perfect Lamb of God. And He was born to die, to shed His blood for the forgiveness of our sins. That was God's plan before the foundation of the world. This is what blows my mind. I say this time and time again. God knows everything. And God, before He even created us, He knew that once He created mankind, that, they, that we were going to turn our back on Him and we were going to choose our own way doing what we wanted and rejecting Him. But He created us anyway. And the moment He breathed that life into Adam, He already had a plan to redeem Him. And to redeem us. And that was set in motion before creation. And the moment that Jesus was born and Mary wrapped that baby in those cloth and they laid Him in that manger... 
And the angels announced His birth to the shepherds. And the wise men saw the star in the east and, they, and, and, and traveled, or in the west and traveled to see Him. All of that was part of God's plan. And all of that led to the cross. The gifts that the wise men brought, the magi, the, the, the gifts that they brought, they all had a purpose. Many theologians believe that that gold that was given to him as a gift actually financed their, their, their trip to escape Herod and go to Egypt. The perfume, the, the everything was part of the, 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 the burial process that they went through and in anointing the body and, 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 and wrapping the body in death. Everything had a purpose. Even at the birth of Jesus Christ, it pointed to the cross. And as our deacons come forward, we're going to celebrate communion because we cannot celebrate the birth of our Savior without recognizing the fact that His body was broken and His blood was spilled for us. So what we're going to do as we, as we, we celebrate communion today, we're going to have two of our deacons that are come, going to come down and dismiss aisle by aisle. You guys will come forward. Come up the center aisle. Take the bread and the cup. Go back around on the outside, back to your seats. And once everybody is back, we will celebrate the brokenness of Jesus Christ for us and remembrance of what He did and the purpose that He came.
And as Jesus and His disciples were gathered together in the upper room, He took the bread and He broke it and said, this is My body that is broken for you. Take And after He blessed it, He said, take, eat. Let's pray. Say, Lord, thank You for the fact that that babe that was born in the manger grew and became the perfect sacrifice, allowing His body to be broken upon the cross and under the whip for us. Thank You. Take, eat. And then it says that He took the cup and after He had blessed it, He said, this is My blood that is shed for you. Take and drink. And let's pray. Dear Lord, thank You for that precious blood. The blood that spilt upon the ground through the beatings, through the piercing of the crown of thorns, through the nails being driven in, and through the sword in the side. Dear Lord, thank You for covering our sins with the precious blood of Christ. Take and drink. One thing, depending on which Scripture you read, it says that they sang a hymn and departed out of the upper room. But you know, Jesus is the light of the world. John says that the light came into the world, but the world did not receive it. But the moment that we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, the moment we accept what He did on the cross, that light begins to live in us. Andy, would you mind turning those lights off over there? Doug, would you mind turning those lights off there? Lisa, would you mind re reaching up there and turning that light off? Can you get this one here, here too, Doug? If you look, one little flame in a dark world doesn't do much. But if we follow the example of the shepherds and we go and start telling others and sharing the light of Christ with them, before you know it, that flame 
becomes brighter. And in turn, if they then start sharing the light of Christ with others, that flame begins to grow. And before long, the darkness is dispelled by the light of the world. You guys know that God does not need us. We are not doing a favor for Him tonight. Because He would be God Almighty with or without us. But He chooses to use us. He chooses to use us to spread the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's up to us to share the light of Christ. That light that was brought into the world so many years ago is still alive and through the power of the Holy Spirit burns in each one of us that has accepted Him as our Savior. Now as we stand, Sandra is going to lead us in our final song of the evening. And then I'm going to ask, after, after we sing, I'm going to ask Jim if he would dismiss us in prayer. We will sing the first verse of Silent Night. I'm going to ask you to hold your candles high. Pray with me. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you. We thank you for sending your Son into this dark, terrible world as a shining light, as our Savior, to live a perfect life, to give us an example, and to give us a pathway back to you. As we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Lord, help us to reach out to this world to shine his light through us to everyone around us. And I just pray that we all honor you and remember what Christmas is really all about. Thank you once again. In Christ's name, amen.
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.